day, when she alighted at Combury Cross Station, and there was no one to greet her. After she'd left the agent's office, Hazel had called the contact at Goff Associates to confirm that they were expecting her, and had been told someone would meet her at the station. She glanced at her wristwatch. She'd left London for an agreed afternoon arrival, and had now been waiting for forty-five minutes. Annoyingly, there was still no sign of a car. Forgotten about you, have they? Hazel turned to the uniformed man behind her. The station master, a kindly-looking gentleman, with a greying beard and keen blue eyes, regarded her thoughtfully. It looks that way. Are there any buses at this time of day? She explained where she was going, and the man nodded, looking over her shoulder at the station clock. There's one coming in around about now. Sure enough, just then a bus swung around the corner and stopped outside the station. With a sigh of relief, Hazel hoisted up her wheeled suitcase and large holdall to board the bus. Suddenly, there was a tremendous bang, and black smoke belched out from the back of the vehicle. Dear me, tutted the station master. Sounds bad, that. Sorry, love. The bus driver, a cheerful blonde woman, jumped down from the driver's seat. Doesn't look like I'll be going any further today. Will there be a replacement soon? Could be a fair while, she replied, and pulled out her mobile phone to report the damage to the depot. You're better off getting a taxi. But there were no taxis available. In the end, and to stop the concerned stationmaster clucking around her like a mother hen, Hazel decided to walk. It's a couple of miles, he protested, and it looks like rain. I'll be fine, Hazel reassured him, touched by his concern. I've got my map and my two good feet, and a little rain never hurt anybody. Pulling her suitcase along, she began to walk. When she'd reached the outskirts of town, it started to rain, as the stationmaster had predicted. It wasn't the usual drizzle which Norfolk was known for, but fat, heavy raindrops the size of raisins, which drummed a tattoo against her bags and the deserted road. This could only happen to me, she thought glumly. Hazel the disaster magnet, the bad luck charm, calamity Jane. Give me a boat to steer and I'll ram it into an iceberg. Resolutely, she pulled up the collar of her red trench coat and tied her scarf around her neck, glad that she'd chosen not to wear the jacket which might have been more appropriate for her first day at work. However, her thin coat couldn't keep out the incessant rain, and in no time she was soaked to the skin. Shivering, she dug into her holdall for her umbrella, but it was a struggle to carry that and manage two heavy bags at the same time. When a sudden gust of wind blew it out of her hand and into the middle of the road, she dashed after it without thinking. She screamed as a car screeched to a halt in front of her, with only inches to spare. Jonathan Goff frowned as he put down the phone. How typical of his colleague to always pass the buck. Tabitha Fanshaw was a brilliant architect, and Jonathan never doubted when he started up Goff Associates that she'd be an asset to the company. 
but when she was working on a project, Tabitha also had a tendency to forget practical matters. Like yesterday, when she'd sworn she'd be available to pick up the new secretary from the station this afternoon, only to arrange a meeting with an important client at exactly the same time. And there was no one else in the office right now he could send instead. Checking the wall clock in his office, Jonathan grabbed his car keys and his jacket. There was no way he'd make it in time to meet this girl off the train, unless he ran every single red light and broke the speed limit. But, hopefully, she had enough sense to wait at the station for someone to pick her up. He slammed the office door behind him and called to his housekeeper, Mrs. Whitmore. I'm picking up the new secretary from the station now. Is everything ready for her? Mrs. Whitmore appeared in the doorway of what in the old days would have been considered the servants' quarters.